Dan Bongino. I have an obligation to come on the air with data and material and research. I can't just say, trade stinks. Thanks for tuning in. The Dan Bongino Show. Well, let's jump right in because we have no time for nonsense. Get ready to hear the truth about America. When I was a young man, I don't remember it being sexy to want to allow a nanny state to control my life. On a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? I'm doing well, Mr. Bongino. Yeah, I'm going to move away from the renegade Republican stuff, folks. It's my my show. (laughs) You know, just so you know, the name started. It it started because it was Obama's... kind of a joke it was obama's uh code name with the secret service which is out there in the public sphere i mean you can google it yourself not giving you any privy information but that was his his secret service code name renegade so it was kind of a joke um but uh yeah we're just gonna stick to mine it's easier for people to find and sometimes people get confused so uh welcome to the dan bongino show it is happy to have you here yeah the dan bongino show (laughs) i appreciate it listen i have uh in a so much information here that I kid you not, I could probably do a five, six hour show on this today. So let's get right into it. First, um, how do I start this one? Did you see the Ed Gillespie ad in the Virginia governor's race? I didn't see it yet. No, okay. I've heard about it. Well, I it. assume a lot of our listeners haven't either. My wife hadn't seen it this morning. Let me fill you in on one of the most disgusting, revolting. Now, I know vomituous is not a word, but mm-hmm. I'm going to create it today. It's the feeling of wanting to vomit continuously. Vomituous. <laughs> vomituous. V- vomituous. Yeah, vomituous. This is, I'm going to invent this word. It's going to be in the glossary of Dan Bongino show terms. Uh, ads I have ever seen. Um, it's grotesque. It's horrifying. I'm running out of ways to describe um, how disgusting and horrifying it is to be a modern liberal. Um, really. Mm. Yeah, not a Democrat. Let me be careful here. I'm trying to be very delicate to people, reasonable people. But if you are a modern radical liberal, you're just a piece of uh, slime and filth. Now you're saying, wow, gosh, what happened? There's a governor's race going on in Virginia. Uh, they have off-cycle, off-cycle elections. Um, commonly used that term off-cycle elections usually means midterms. Mm-hmm. Not, in other words, not presidential year, so 2018. Virginia and New Jersey, the, governor, the gubernatorial races, and you know, I've you know, spent a lot of time in Maryland, the Frederick City mayor's race, that's how I always remember, um, are off-cycle, off-cycles, meaning they're between the midterms. So this November, there will be an election for the governors of New Jersey and Virginia. Like I said, off-cycle, off-cycles uh, elections. The Virginia governor's race between a moderate, uh, it's not an insult, but definitely an establishment Republican, Ed Gillespie. He was a Bushy. I remember him from the White House. By the way, I disagree with some of his stances, Ed Gillespie, the Republican candidate. But I want to tell you, I've met this man many times um, as both a candidate and while I was in the Secret Service. And he is a genuinely nice guy. I mean, a, a, a really, really super nice guy. No air about him. Always pleasant to everybody when he was in the White House. He met with me when I was a candidate and didn't know anything. Um, again, he's aligned with a different branch of the Republican Party. I am, but I'm telling you from personal experience, he's a good guy. He's running against Ralph uh, Northam, who's just, um, a, just a horrible human being, apparently. Uh, who's the Democrat. Now, this is a state that went for Hillary over Trump, uh, Virginia, and it's a state that's been trending blue. Why am I setting you up here? Because the Democrats are in a panic right now in this race. 
The Democrats are in a panic because if <laughs> for all the talk, Joe, mm-hmm. all the talk about how awful Donald Trump's been, he's destroying the country's politics. There's going to be a huge backlash against Trump. There have been nothing but isolated statewide races to prove that point. Every other federal race has been a humiliating experience for the left. They've lost special elections in Georgia, special elections in Kansas. Matter of fact, they're yet to win a significant race, the Democrats, despite all this talk about this anti-Trump backlash. So, their red line in the sand, folks, this is why this is important and matters to you. Their red line is going to be this Virginia governor's race because they're going to say, look, Virginia's a swing state, which I, I disagree with. Virginia's turned into sadly a blue state. Yeah. But their argument's going to be, look, in a swing state, we held on to the governor's mansion, Democrats, and we beat the snot out of Ed Gillespie. And, and folks, that may happen. I am not confident enough to make a, predict- a prediction on the race like I was about Trump winning the presidency. Mm-hmm. But I, Gillespie's competitive based on the polls. Let's just leave it at that. Now, the Democrats are in a panic. How do I know this? Because they released this disgusting ad yesterday. And the gist of the ad is this. I'm, I'm going to paint a picture for you. There's a guy in a in a like a dirty pickup. You, by the way, the, you, the litany of Southern stereotypes in this ad is yeah. just ridiculous and offensive in its face. Mm-hmm. It's a guy in a pickup with a Confederate flag in the back of the pickup, like okay. waving in the wind, with an Ed Gillespie bumper sticker, driving and like chasing with the pickup a bunch of minority children who are screaming, run, run. I, folks, this Say is not what? a joke. No, I'm not kidding, Joe. It's a real ad. I will put the... Please go to my show notes today. If you're not a, if you're not on my email list, that's fine. If you'd like to join, I appreciate it. But at Bongino.com, I put the show notes every day. I will put an article. The ad is in there. You need to watch this if you are a reasonable person in America. Notice I didn't say a conservative, Republican, yeah. or Democrat. If you are a reasonable human being, you need to watch this to see how pathetic and grotesque and disgusting liberals are. It's a guy in a pickup with a Confederate flag. You can say, trying to run down a bunch of minority kids. Again, this is not a joke. Wow. Folks, this is what, and by the way, this is a group that is, has some association. It's some uh, Latino Democrats group or something like that. Apparently has some association uh, with Eva Longoria, um, oh, the actress. I, I mean, I don't know. Now, to their credit, again, because I said it's not about Democrats, it's about disgusting liberals. To their credit, a lot of Virginia Democrats are coming out now and saying, listen, this is, this is too far, okay? Folks, keep in mind what I told you. Ed Gillespie is a moderate. Now, why am I even bringing this up? Because, folks, I, I, I have, gosh, I can't say this to you enough. The modern Democrat party, not all Democrats, but the party is completely broken they have i'm not kidding you ladies and gentlemen they have no legitimate ideas which appeal to the public in large enough numbers to win an election they don't i this is a fact they don't have publicly popular ideas so they the only thing the only thing they can do in every election when they get desperate is not even play the race card mm. but like drop the nuclear race card bomb like, Ed Gillespie is going to run down minority children in a pickup truck. You're like, wait, what? Man. Come, come again? Did I miss something? By the way, look at a picture of Ed Gillespie. Uh, it's not a knock on Ed Gillespie. You know, good looking dude, whatever. Uh, I'm just saying, like, if you had an idea of what, like, a, a, a business class, like, older, you know, guy would look like, it's Ed Gillespie. Like, he doesn't strike you. I'm kind of a, you know, 
edgy looking dude. I don't mean that as like a self-praise thing, but you know, I got the scars on my face and uh, facial hair and tattoos. And uh, you know, you want to paint an ad about me painting me as some violent maniac. You may get some traction, even though it's not true. You're not going to get that with Ed Gillespie. Like I just, I guess what I'm saying, Joe, is imagining Ed Gillespie in a dirty 1980s, like broken down pickup truck, trying to run down little kids Mm -hmm. is, is like the most ridiculous, absurd imagery i've ever seen in my life man but folks the democrats don't have anything i'm not kidding this is all they have think about their platform none of this has mainstream appeal even in liberal states to win an election that's why they don't have the governorship in maryland that's why they don't have the governorship in massachusetts that's why they don't have the governorship in illinois These are liberal states where the Democrats have lost because they don't have any ideas. They only have division politics. Their ideas on taxes, raise them. No popular support for that. Their ideas on health care, Obamacare is great. No popular support for that. You may say, oh, well, the polls are switching. No, not about the provisions. You know, a monopolistic public schools and no school choice. No public support for that. You know, let's raise the minimum wage to $15, $20 an hour. There is no public support for this stuff. The only thing they have is what I've told you over and over again. Republicans want to uh, want to hunt people down, want to single out minorities and make life miserable for them. That's all they have. And of course, in every race, when they get desperate and the polls tighten, you're going to see something like this, folks. It is a disgusting, putrid, rotting carcass of an ad that uh, that really should be. I mean, any respectable person should be able to call this out for what it is. And it's an absolute disgrace to American politics. And Ralph Northam, who has not yet uh, disavowed this ad, who's the gubernatorial candidate in the Democrat side in Virginia, uh, you're a disgrace. You're an absolute disgrace to yourself, your party, uh, the country, Virginia, whatever town you come from in Virginia, you're a total disgrace. I can't say that in strong enough terms. You're an absolute embarrassment, a horrifying embarrassment to humankind. Your opponent wants to run down little kids who are minorities. Joke. Dude, you've piqued my interest. I got to I gotta find this POS uh, ad after the yeah. show. And well, I send it. you the show notes, right? Just go, it's a cool. Washington Examiner piece. It, the ad's in there. Just It's just ridiculously stupid. What a dumb ad. All right, I got a lot to get to, too, on... Um, on Manafort because uh, the Manafort thing. Here's some takeaways. I appreciate all the feedback on yesterday's show where I broke down for you indictments versus complaints, why I think this was a leak from a lawyer, not a leak from the grand jury, how the timeline works. Now, a couple interesting points, and I have a, a, a piece in the show notes today by Andy McCarthy at National Review, which please read. It's so good. Andy McCarthy is just a, a, a genius. He was a former federal prosecutor at the federal level. Level. He's obviously a lawyer. Uh, he is just brilliant, and his piece is incredible. He has a piece on the Papadopoulos thing, and uh, well, you know one of the things that comes out in some of his pieces uh, and, and some of the stuff I've written uh, that I've I've read yesterday has been written is it's interesting also how Manafort was indicted. And yet is not cooperating. Folks, one thing I neglected to mention yesterday, I want to mention today before I get into a couple of quick takeaways, and I got a bunch of stuff, so just bear with me today. There's so much breaking news out there. The reason you don't indict a cooperator, in other words, Joe, I arrest you for, for international money laundering, right? Check. But I want to get you to cooperate against, you know, Sean and Frank at WCBM where you work, right? No problem, babe. I don't... I, <laughs> 
That's what you would say, too, if I was an <laughs> FBI. No problem, babe. You got it. Um, I, I don't indict you. Like I said yesterday, you would issue a complaint. Check. And why would I issue a complaint? Because if you listen to yesterday's show, issuing a federal complaint, getting an arrest warrant pursuant to that, it is easier to dismiss a complaint than it is to dismiss an indictment later on or supersede the indictment. It's just an easier process. That's why the overwhelming majority of federal arrests happen via complaint and not via indictment, because it's easier to dismiss. You say, well, why would you want to dismiss it? Because if I I don't, once you file federal charges, something has to happen to those charges. So if I want to plea down those charges, that you can dismiss a complaint and recharge someone later on with a lesser crime if they're cooperating. Are you tracking me, Joe? Yeah. I charge Joe with this really serious crime, felonious mopery on the open seas. Oh, no. Joe, you're going to jail. Joe goes, I want to cooperate, whatever you need. Mm -hmm. They dismiss the complaint later on, and then you just refile a lesser charge later on, and that would be a cooperation agreement and and a plea agreement. Okay. You don't indict people to do that because it's difficult then to dismiss the indictment later on. That's not typically how it works. Now, what this says to me is that Manafort, and I don't know, but I don't, uh, folks, I don't know Manafort. I'm telling you, I've never met him. I'm not defending Manafort. If he committed a crime, you know, he should go to jail like anyone else. I, I disagree with the premise of the investigation altogether, but I don't know Manafort. I'm just telling you that I believe Manafort, through his lawyer, is absolutely confident he's going to beat this case. You may say, I'm not following any of this now. Mm. Here's why. Mm-hmm. If Manafort was guilty, Manafort would have been a cooperator. He would have he would have agreed to work with mm-hmm. the feds. In other words, wear mm-hmm. a wire, call someone on a campaign. Mm-hmm. It's clear to me by the indictment that he's not cooperating. Now, Joe, mm-hmm. if I have you hook, line, and sinker, I mean, again, this is not a trick question. If right. I'm a federal agent, I arrest you, and I've got you hook, line, and sinker in a crime. I've got you on tape, Joe, doing it. Oh, man. Why would you cooperate? Get it taken care of. I'll, I'll help you. Just yeah, let to get go, a lot. Right. I'm go. not messing with you to, yeah. get the, to get the crime, to get the complaint dismissed and get right. a lower charge. You bet. You, I, I'm not setting you up. This is no. exactly why people do it. Right. They say, all right. You, and, and typically, I'll be honest with you, the federal agent. You're the, you know, usually when a client, uh, when a, when a client or a subject lawyers up, you know, it's a pain, and you got to deal with the lawyer. A, a lawyer's your best friend when you got a, a defense lawyer. When you have a guy or a woman hook, line, and sinker, mm-hmm. because you can just go to the lawyer and go, "Hey, brother, here's how it's going to go down," or "Sister, I've got your client on tape. He's done." The lawyer's not stupid. The lawyer knows his client's done. Mm-hmm. So what does the lawyer say to the client? To cooperate, Joe? cooperate, to, dude. Bingo. Cooperate, yeah. babe, in Joe's case. That's if Joe was the lawyer, babe, right. time to cooperate. That's what would happen. Why did Manafort not cooperate? And what does this have to do with an indictment rather than a complaint? Mm-hmm. I believe Manafort didn't cooperate when this guy Papadopoulos did. Papadopoulos is just, uh, I mean, this story, I got to get to this in a second because this, is a, this Papadopoulos thing is fascinating. But why did Papadopoulos cooperate and Manafort didn't it says to me Manafort who had high price legal representation went to his lawyer and his lawyer said this case is colossal bullshit mm-hmm. this is be I'm t- I folks I've been there there is no way now what does that have to do with the indictment rather than the complaint 
try to follow, folks, because it's really important you get this. The feds would typically issue a complaint and arrest someone if they think they're going to cooperate, knowing they can dismiss the complaint later. Check? Check. The fact that they didn't issue a complaint and went to the grand jury to get an indictment was a signal to that lawyer who probably gave him the middle finger and said, we're not cooperation with this BS. We're not cooperating with this BS case that, hey, now we're serious. Now, why would the indictment be a more serious thing to them than a complaint on the same charges? Mm -hmm. Because the indictment's more difficult to to dismiss and the defense attorney knows that too. Right. So now they indict. And they say, this is how serious we are. We're, we're ready to go all the way to trial to this. If they would have issued a complaint, the lawyer would have said, they got nothing. They got nothing, Joe. Mm-hmm. They're issuing this complaint, getting ready to dismiss it later, knowing that they can't go to trial on this, right? right. I just told you, though, when an indictment and a true bill is issued via indictment, it's pretty serious because it's very hard to dismiss, and your caboose is probably going to trial if you don't cooperate. So the, I, my humble opinion, there's a battle of wills going on right now between Manafort and his attorney who are saying this is a BS case and Mueller who wants them to cooperate thinking he's got something and is indicting as a signal like we'll take this thing all the way to trial. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't mean to get overly wonky with this with you all, Um but me having been a former federal agent and used all of these tools of complaints, mm-hmm. informations, indictments, having sat in federal grand juries and testified in front of them, having seen true bills issued, I know exactly what's going on right now. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the Manafort people think this is a big steaming pile of horse crap. That's what they think this case is. If this is the best you've got out of the shoot for a special prosecutor who for six months told us they had a Russian, you know, there's a Russian collusion case we're investigating. And the best you could produce was a guy with some tax problems and a fibber. Mm. You're in big trouble now. (sighs) Man, there's so much folks. I'm really my sincere apologies to you. There's so much going on and I feel an obligation to get you all the news that I don't want to lose you, so I just have to keep going. Okay, here's another thing on this. I object to this investigation completely. Now, why is that? I just said to you before, if Manafort's guilty of a crime, then that's on him. It's not on me. Folks, we are all guilty of a crime. I can't emphasize this to you enough on this program. You are all federal criminals. Now, I know some of you listening are saying, surely not me. Folks, yes, you. You are all guilty of a federal crime. Matter of fact, I can make the case strongly to you that you are all guilty of multiple federal crimes. I'm not suggesting you're a criminal. I'm not making a moral judgment. I'm stating a legal fact that the United States Federal Code, Title 18, Title 8, other portions of the Federal Code, Criminal Code, is so littered with crimes that there are crimes you've committed you don't even know you've committed. I promise you that probably 90% of my listeners, we could nail you on a tax fraud thing. And if we can't nail you on a tax fraud, if we interview you, we could probably get you on false statements. No. Now, who was arrested for false statements and pled guilty to it? Papadopoulos. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the low-level backbencher who 
portrayed himself as an advisor on a campaign. Advisor, Joe, I, I probably had 75,000 advisors on a congressional campaign. Yeah. People give themselves titles all the time. Joe, you, what, yeah. Joe, you, you were the charge des affairs of my Senate campaign, right? I mean, uh, yeah, what? I was, yeah. He, he, Joe, I mean, seriously, right? I mean, I met Joe on my Senate campaign. Was Joe an advisor? I spoke to Joe a couple times. I mean, everybody's an advisor. Now, <laughs> I bring up the false statements charge because, folks, this charge, I, I'm, I'm, I hate to say this, is a known joke in federal circles, in federal law enforcement. You say, oh, surely lying to a federal, that's a serious charge. Everybody lies to a federal agent. Everyone, all the time. Matter of fact, the charge is such a joke. This is a true story. Forgive me if you've heard it before. I told it a few months ago, but I'm going to tell it again. When I was a Secret Service agent, I was a young man, very young. I was in my early 20s. One of my first arrests, I, was, I, well, I don't think it was my arrest. I think it was someone else's. We're sitting in court. And the court used to be in, I think it was in East Islip back then, the federal court. Mm -hmm. And we're waiting to be heard by a magistrate judge at an initial appearance for a bad guy we locked up. There's some IRS guys next to us. This is a true story. The IRS guys go up and you sit in front of the magistrate and he reads the charges. And I see the magistrate. He like tips his glasses down and he's looking. Was it a she? I don't remember, but it doesn't matter. But the glasses get tipped down. And you you know that look, Joe? You know the look I'm talking about, right? Where they're like, mm-hmm. the look is like, remember the thing with dude, 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 the 60,000 ways yeah. to say dude, I'm you know, when you're right scared, <laughs> dude, or you know, when you're excited, <laughs> dude. Now, the, the, the confused is, dude, that's the confused dude, right? Dude, the magistrate tips the glasses. He doesn't say dude, obviously, but in the dude look like, dude. He looks up and he goes, so let me get this straight. You got a fibber here? That's a real, that's a, <laughs> they got, the IRS guys had brought the guy in for making false statements, which is charged so infrequently. And it's used as like a felonious mopery charge in the federal government that it's only really used when you just want to lock someone up for something. The, with the joke in the NYPD, right? So at the federal level, you have fibbers. False yeah. statements. Everybody lies to federal agents all the time about everything. The, you want to lock someone up federally for if they've committed no crime at all? Just bring them in and interview them on anything. You'll get them on a false statement to a federal agent. Folks, it's a joke. In the NYPD, we had a similar charge. It was called DISCON, disorderly conduct. Mm. This Disorderly conduct was the equivalent, again, of felonious mopery on the open seas. I'm familiar with it. Yeah, it's it's a deadly crime. (laughs) It's not a real crime, felonious mopery on the open seas. That's what this con was, though. This con was disorderly conduct. It was basically a blanket charge for for anyone that people wanted to arrest for acting like an idiot. It's the dumbest charge in human history, disorderly (laughs) conduct. No, it really is. It's yeah, really yeah. stupid. Disorderly. What is discount? Discount. That was the joke. It was like felonious mopery on the open seas. You're like, what's that? They're just, I don't know. But I don't know what discount is either. Discount is like, what the hell is discount? Disorderly conduct. That, that's what falls to everybody lies. The fact that this investigation has been going on now for months and that the Democrats for seven months now have been telling us about a massive scheme by the Russians to collude with the now president of the United States to overthrow an election. And your opening salvo in this is a dude who didn't pay taxes and a fibber. (laughs) This is this is what you got. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. (laughs) You got a fibber. You got a fibber and you got a guy. Folks, it gets worse. 
<laughs> this is why I had to apologize for because I don't want to be I covered this yesterday, but this is so important because it shows you we are now living in a third world republic. We really folks, we really are. We are living in a banana republic of justice right now. We've got a fibber and an Airbnb evader in prison for what was supposed to be a massive Russian collusion scandal. You're like, wait, wait, what, 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 what do you, Airbnb, what does that have to do with anything? In the show notes today, I will give, send you, I am not kidding, an article in Bloomberg. They are now looking at Manafort. Joe, this is not a joke. They are now looking at Manafort for renting out apartments in New York City on Airbnb that may have violated some rental laws. <laughs> what? Dude, 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 this is like the dude when it gets serious, dude, Dude. this is amazing. So you got a guy who lies to the FBI, but I haven't even gotten to the line charge yet, which is equally absurd. You got a fibber and then you got a tax evader who rents apartments out. This is supposed to be the scandal of the millennium. You got the Russians colluded with Donald Trump to win an American election. And the best thing you have is an indictment for a tax evasion, alleged tax evasion. They can't even prove it. By the way, through the indictment, that tells me that Manafort thinks his total BS is going to fight. I just told you that. Manafort, I'm telling you, thinks this is crap. You got a weak tax evasion case. You got an Airbnb evader and a fibber. This, this is the best. This is the judging court going, dude, this is the dumbest thing I have never seen. Meanwhile, on the other side, by the way, you have the sitting president of the United States using OFA, his campaign operation, to pay a law firm that the Clintons paid and the DNC paid to pay a guy to get fake Russian intel to potentially use to spy and unmask and wiretap a sitting uh, president or sitting presidential uh, candidate at the time and a president now. <laughs> now. Don't worry about that. Let's get the fibber and the Airbnb guy. That's this is it. I'm not making this up. Go to the show notes today and read the Bloomberg piece about how now they're targeting Manafort for Airbnb violations, folks. Don't take that one out. Joe takes the sniffs out of the show. That's a that sniff was not like that's a deliberate sniff right there because it's a frustration sniff. He Got was it. just complaining to me before the show in a nice way. How many sniffs I had yesterday. Joseph, he's a serious guy. He likes to clean the show up for you. It was a record. This, this is a yes. Yesterday was a record. 14 sniffs. These are my. These are my. I don't want to use the Lord's name in vain, but gosh, are we serious? The guy was renting apartments. <laughs> this is a real piece. It's a real piece. Bob Mueller, a Airbnb contract investigator. This is what they've got. This is the best they've got. They've got a guy, a special counsel, who was in charge of the FBI when they were investigating the sale of uranium to the Russians through the Obama administration and Hillary, who was now arrested a fibber and an Airbnb guy. This is incredible. This is, we are living right now in like, this is, I mean, this reminds me of the Dark Knight movie when the, the, the scarecrow takes over, they take over Gotham City and they blow up all the bridges so they run it and the scarecrow has these courts and they're like, guilty, everybody's just guilty. They don't even give anybody, they run the bankers to it and they make them run out on the ice. This is what we're living in right now. Wow. <sighs> fibbers. We got fibbers. The Fibber Bureau of Investigation. The Fibbers. Let's go get those Fibbers. Forget about Al-Qaeda. Forget about ISIS. Let's go get the Fibbers. All right. 
Well, I, I still I haven't even done my read yet, but, but this is so good. I, I can't stop. I'm sorry. So, okay, on the fibber. So Papadopoulos, right, mm-hmm. who by every, everyone's account now. Now, the, the Democrats will make this guy out to be Henry Kissinger, that he was the, <laughs> he was the most influential foreign advisor in American history. I don't even know how the guy, what is he, uh, late 20s, early 30s? I have no idea. This is a by every account on the campaign, by people I know in the campaign, was he wasn't even like a low-level advisor. He was like a low-level advisor to low-level advisors. So this guy now was uh was charged and pled guilty again to fibbing false statements which is charged only when you want to break someone's chops because everybody lies to the FBI and the federal investigators all the time so this is the fibber this is what this is their big russian conspiracy now here's the joke of this and again joe this goes to show you that we are a system of justice on a serious note folks we were at one point we target crimes and then we go and find people we don't target people and then go find crimes. When you target people in a banana republic type justice system, you will find a crime for everyone. Always. False statements is always that crime. You will find something. Remember, you know, the movie uh, World War Z? I used to love that movie. And Brad Pitt tells the guy about the special ops guys. He says, you know, when you're a hammer, everything's a nail. And these guys are hammers or something like that. Mm. Well, when you're a special prosecutor, you're that hammer and everything looks like a nail, Joe. When you're a special prosecutor, your goal is to prosecute someone, anyone. At this point, it looks like for anything. False statements is the felonious mopery on the open seas of our time. Mm. Here's the kicker, Joe. They arrest Papadopoulos here. George, I think his first name is George. George Papadopoulos, a low-of-the-low-level foreign advisor for an email he sent where he was trying to set up a meeting apparently with the Russians who said they had some dirt on Hillary. Mm -hmm. Now here's the kicker. The guy he's suggesting had the dirt on Hillary is a, is this professor in a foreign university who is now disavowing all of this. What? Think about what I just told you. Now let me set this up. If this case can't get any dumber, we are now to, you know, the gangster curve of stupidity, of liberal uh, stupidity. Uh, this yes. is a hundred easily on the gangster curve. <laughs> For those of you who remember that from the Young Turks. I know it's sank. It's gangster on this show. It's our show. He can call us whatever he wants on his show. Yeah. Consider it a compliment. Here's the kicker. Papadopoulos was arrested for phony, uh, felonious mopery on the open seas, i.e. false statements. Simply because he said the meetings he was trying to set up with the Russians or his meeting with Russian officials happened before he joined the campaign. What was the alleged false statement, Joe? Well, he pled guilty to it at this point. So the false statement was this happened after he joined. In other words, the meeting he tried to set up was not before it was after. That's that's the I'm not kidding. That's the crime. So they got the fibber, right? This is it. They got him. Fibber's locked up. They get the fibber. But here's the kicker. The professor, he says, is trying to set up the meeting. is denying all of this. <laughs> he has made a public statement saying, I don't know what you're talking about. I never tried to do this with the Russians. This guy's making it up. Trump has also said on a tweet this morning that this guy's lying. So what's... what's, what's <laughs> the, 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 the gangster curve scale is about to be blown up. You now have a guy arrested for lying, a fibber, to federal agents, the felonious mopery on the open seeds charge, who people are saying is lying about the lying. Oh. 
So think about what I just told you. You have a guy who supposedly lied about setting up a meeting with a guy, the other guy who says, I never tried to set up the meeting. And the FBI locked him up for trying to set up a meeting. The other guy saying never happened. No, I mean, the meeting never happened at all, but he's saying the suggestion that he tried to set up the meeting with Papadopoulos never happened either. Jeez. Do you, do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. You now have the FBI who's going to lock this guy up with potential, forget about egg on there, if this is an omelet on your face, that locked the guy up for a false statement, the false statement about a meeting he supposedly set up after rather than before, but with a, the meeting he was supposed to set up after rather than before, that's the lie, folks, right? You following me? Yeah. Papadopoulos said, he, I was trying to set up a meeting with Joe Blow, this mm-hmm. professor. Mm-hmm. When? Before I joined the campaign, so it's no problem. The FBI says, wrong, you tried to set it up after the campaign. The FBI locked the guy up for that, despite the fact that the guy's saying, none of this happened. He, this guy may have pled guilty to a crime that was never committed. Now, you think I'm making any of this up? The professor has put out a statement saying, this is not true. I did not try to set this meeting up. Now, here's what's even funnier about this, this pathetic, disgusting case. <laughs> the meeting Papadopoulos tried to set up with the Russians that the other guy saying was never, this is a jo- that it never happened, that he supposedly lied about, the Trump campaign wanted nothing to do with. Here's a statement from the Andy McCarthy piece from National Review in the show notes today. The government notes, this is from the indictment, folks. This is from the government document. The government notes that the official forwarded defendant Papadopoulos' email, supposedly requesting this meeting, Joe, to another campaign official and stated, let's discuss, we need someone to communicate that DT, Donald Trump, is not doing these trips. It should be someone low level in the campaign so as not to send any signal. Holy crikeys, folks, you have in the indictment a Trump campaign official saying Trump is not going to do any of these trips to meet with Russians. Send a low level person to, quote, not send any signal. Ladies and gentlemen. How in Hades did Donald Trump collude with the Russians to overthrow an election in a charging document, an indictment for a fibber, where in the charging document it says Trump is not doing these meetings. Don't send any signals. Are uh, liberals listening? Uh, seriously, are, 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 do you have brain damage? You, you may need to seek help immediately if you are going to continue to go forward with this. I mean, you are, you're actively humiliating yourself every time you advance this garbage BS story. Dan, now yesterday you were talking about the grand jury, and I think a question now a lot of listeners would have is, well, yeah. how the hell did this get through a grand jury, and how did they decide to go ahead with the charges? Well, there was no defense in a grand jury, correct? Yes, and this is what I said yesterday. Right. And this is why this is, these are not con- conflicting ideas. I brought up yesterday, it's a good question. When you go to a federal grand jury, the prosecution is the only person that makes the case. The, there, in other words, this is, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Because the professor who supposedly was going to set up this meeting Papadopoulos lied about, that the professor saying the setup never happened. <laughs> in other words, he lied about nothing. In a, in a trial, Joe, 
Mm-hmm. The professor gets his day in court to face his accuser and they get to cross-examine him. That doesn't happen in a grand jury. An FBI agent goes in there and says, uh, defendant Papadopoulos tried to set up a meeting with the Russians. What? I mean, what would you hear in the grand jury? You'd be like, what, he did? Right. Oh my gosh. There's no exculpatory information presented in there. In other words, there's no information that's going to defend Donald Trump. That's henceforth the expression you can indict a ham sandwich because you can. If I want to make a ham sandwich guilty of felonious mopery on the open seas, I go to a grand jury. Mm. Folks, <laughs> I, I don't remember a case in my time, in my 12 years as an agent on the federal side. I don't remember a case that went to grand jury that was not an indictment. Not one. I, not one. You could indict a ham sandwich because a ham sandwich in a grand jury is going to be guilty because there's no defense for the ham sandwich. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this case has me really pissed off. All right. Today's show brought to you by buddies. You know what? It's going so fast through the... Uh, <laughs> dude, I don't, even, uh, I don't even have my stuff up. I usually have the read ready to go. All right. Here we go. Thank you, by the way, for all the positive feedback on iTarget. I am absolutely thrilled to have these guys on as a sponsor. I got an email yesterday from a listener not, again, I don't make any of this up. I don't fudge the numbers. My credibility matters with you uh, guys and ladies more than anything. Guy sent me an email yesterday with the iTarget, which is a uh, a training system to teach you how to fire and use your firearm, but to shoot and aim and hit what you're shooting at. Folks, anybody can shoot a gun. Can you shoot it accurately? That's what matters, right? <laughs> Guy sends me an email yesterday. He says, I love this thing so much. He says, I got it this week. He said, I actually drained my entire battery out of my phone. Because it has a laser targeting system. It goes with your gun now. You don't have to buy anything different. Whatever firearm you have, they have your caliber. You don't have to do anything different. You drop in this laser bullet into your weapon. It will not hurt your gun in any way, shape, or form. You drop the laser bullet in. You Obviously, you you know you, 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 which is nice because to drop the laser bullet, it's not an actual bullet. It's not going to fire. It's only going to fire the laser. So, you know, you, you, you point your weapon always in a safe direction, right? Because they used to say, you know what? You want to act like there's a laser coming out every time, which in this case, there is. <laughs> it comes with a target, you know, with a bullseye. And, you, you know, you can, you can line up. You, you'll learn how to put your front sight on the target, equal light on both sides. You'll learn how to depress the trigger slowly using that finger pad, slow, continuous pressure. You'll learn how to not anticipate the break of the firearm. Folks, this thing is amazing. Guy ran down his entire phone battery because it works with an app to track your, 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 uh, your shots. You will, over time, you will become a pistolier with this damn thing. Guy says I'm buying five or six of them for friends, so thank you so much. This thing is amazing. I've, getting, I've gotten tremendous feedback, folks. If you have a gun, you darn well better know how to use it, and there's no better product on the market than this. Go to itargetpro.com. That's the letter I, as Joe said. It's, I, uh, that was funny, I, which a listener caught and I missed. I-T-A-R-G-E-T-P-R-O.com. Itargetpro.com. Again, it uses a laser in place of the bullet. It works with a phone app that will detect exactly where your shots are landing. They're landing low, you're probably anticipating the trigger pull. They're landing high or to the left or maybe to the right and you're a right-handed shooter, you're probably not on the finger pad right. You're probably not depressing with continuous pressure. You're jerking the trigger to the right a little bit. Competitive shooters, people do this for a living. Dry fire, folks. Dry fire meaning not live rounds. Ten times more than live fire. And this system will take your practice to the next level. Go to itargetpro.com and here's the kicker. You will get 10% off. It's pretty substantial savings. 
10% off if you use promo code Dan, D-A-N, my first name. Go to itargetpro.com. All right. Ah, oh, man. Where do we go next? There's like a thousand different things to yeah. talk about. <sighs> All right. Let me go to this because this was a great article. I do this on the air because I'm, I, I should take a picture of this. It was like this cornucopia of good stuff to get into. I never know where to go next. Um, there was a great article in Zero Hedge yesterday. Zero Hedge, a great email list. I love it. It's written by disguises and uh, nom de plume is uh tyler durden for those fight club fans you know the brad pitt character at fight club so i don't know what he was a trader or whatever but he has a really great email list and he has a killer article i saw um in today's email list and uh, i will put it in the show notes for you again at bongino.com or on my email list folks last month alone this should really scare the hell out of you. I don't mean this in a bad way. I'm going to give you the bad news, but I'm going to end with some good news because I don't want to you know, freak anybody out here. The bad news is this. Last month alone, and this is in the article, we added in October $200 billion to the deficit in one month. Folks, let me just put that in perspective for you. Ooh. We only raise about $3 trillion a year in tax revenue. We, we spend $4 trillion, around $4 trillion, so somewhere between three and four trillion, we can go anywhere from we've had trillion dollar deficits with Obama. Uh, we've had five and six hundred trillion billion dollar deficits. Excuse me. Uh, at the end of Obama, where we're looking at five and six hundred and maybe more uh, billion, five and six hundred billion dollar deficits potentially now under Trump, too. We're spending too much money. I don't care who spends it. Republicans or Democrats debt is a bad thing. And we are in a colossally bad right now financial situation. It's ugly. Folks, $200 billion in one month in, in deficits and debt and accumulated debt is absolutely horrifying. Now, in this zero hedge piece, I want to cover some of the highlights with it quick because it's important what they have in there. It's a great piece, but he suggests it's a little bit macabre because he suggests in the piece that, listen, we're, we're going to default. We're going to default, Joe. There's no other way around it now. We are in way too much debt. Um, there's no way out of this. And by default, and what I like about the piece is he gives you a few options as to how this is going to look. Social Security recipients say after 2030, and he gives you the evidence based on the trustee reports, are just not going to get their money. In other words, people like you and I, Joe, are just not going to get paid. That sucks. You paid in, It does suck. I mean, you paid into Social Security, and you know, I've said this over and over. There's no money there. There isn't. Um, we're just yeah. not going to get paid. That's one way. The second way... We just don't pay foreign investors, China, uh, Japan. Now, that's not enough to wipe out our debt, but it's, you know, a good chunk of it. Now, you may say, well, who cares? Why wouldn't we pay the Chinese? Really? You think that's a good idea? You know what interest rate? You know what would happen to interest rates if we defaulted to the Chinese? Do you have any idea? It would be the, the largest default in human history. Interest rates, the amount of money the United States gets to borrow money, the amount, excuse me, the amount of money the United States pays to borrow money, an interest rate like anything else, mm-hmm. would go through the roof. Now, why is that, Joe? Because we've always paid our bills. That's why we pay low interest. If we stop paying, people are going to be like, wait, 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 <laughs> come again? Now, you're not paying your bills anymore and you think we're going to lend you money at 2%? How about 22%? How does that sound? Which will do what? Make your car loan and your mortgage go through the roof. The point I'm trying to make is that I did it make that make sense, Joe? Yeah, I'm I'm grimacing here. Yeah, those there are there's no free lunch here. This is the bad news. So either Social Security people aren't going to get paid, Medicare recipients are not going to have Medicare, meaning you're gonna you're on your own when you get older. Either we default on our loans to foreign governments on foreign governments loans to us, 
or we default on American uh, Americans loaned out Americans loaning loaning money to the government bonds, mm-hmm. T bills, investing in government denominated assets. You're not going to get your money back potentially either. That's all the bad news. And he talks about how there is no taxable way out of this. Okay. Now, he brings up something, Hauser's Law, which drives Joe crazy, but he talks about it. He doesn't call it Hauser's Law, but that's what it is. He talks about how regardless of the tax rates, Joe, mm-hmm. we have had tax rates on the income side from 90% down to 28%, on the capital gains side from 35 to 15%, and on the corporate side from 53 to 34%. And you know what? Tax revenue to the government's been almost exactly the same every time. <gasps> really? Yes. Look it up. It's called Hauser's Law. It's between 17 and 20% of GDP. Folks, no matter what the tax rate, tax rates go higher. What do people do, Joe? They hide their money. Yep. Tax rates go lower. People pay the taxes. It's, this is not complicated. Only liberals uh, have a hard time with this. So the, he brings that up because he says there's no taxable way out of this. So now you're like, gosh, Dan, well, what's the good news? Social Security people aren't going to get paid. Medicare people aren't going to have the doctor bills paid. Americans who lent money, the government aren't going to get it back. Foreigners aren't going to get their money back. Therefore, our interest rates are going to go up. I don't think this, I think this is bad. But I brought up yesterday this idea of, of, of quantum computing and all of these technological breakthroughs we're about to hammer through. Mm-hmm. Folks, if we can just get big i know it's hard but if we can all give up a little something if the home builders can can stop all their requests for the real estate deduction if the tariffs people and the steel industry and other industries can can give up their idea of of protectionism if the solar industry can give that up too you know if, if 55 and younger folks again i'm not suggesting any changes for 55 and older i get it you know your life's already kind of calcified where you are now you've already paid the bills and it's not your fault but if 55 and younger can agree to forego portions of the social security they paid in if we can all just take it on the chin a little bit and allow money to filter back into the free market economy and not do the tax code and we get a breakthrough, Joe, and I mean a massive breakthrough, the equivalent of the gas-powered engine, like quantum computing. Mm-hmm. You are going to have a tomorrow of 7 and 10% GDP growth that could be regular. I mean growth rates comp- comparable to the Industrial Revolution. And if that were to happen, 7% or close, in 10 to 15 years, we could double the value of our economy, which by doing nothing at all will shrink the debt in half. Nothing at all. I mean, no spending fixes at all would shrink the debt in half just because just it doubled the economy. If you make $100 and you have $100 in debt, Joe, mm-hmm. and now you make $200, your debt is now half of what you make. You would shrink it in half. This is the only way out. And I think with this quantum computing on the horizon, with energy production and the, and the development of advanced battery technology, I think with, the, with, with gene therapy and gene coding, if we just wiped out Alzheimer's and cancer alone, the savings would be in the trillions. I think the potential is there to grow out of this. I'm not suggesting we shouldn't focus on spending cuts, but I'm just saying that I think the potential there is to grow out of it. All right, folks, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. Hey, a nice little feature we're going to be adding tomorrow. Um, if you want to pick up Dawn to Dust by Brickhouse, which got me through a really long day up in New York doing cable news, um, I'm going to be putting a banner uh, at the top of the email list. It's, it's going to be right there at the top. Uh, I hope you click on it. It'll send you right to their website. I ask you to please try this stuff out. Dawn to Dusk is the best energy product on the market. It gives you 10 hours of continuous, not peaks and valleys, 
continuous mood elevation, energy elevation. It is a really, really terrific product. The reviews on it from everyone, from working moms and dads to CrossFitters and MMA guys to guys out there, our union workers out there, our steel workers, people out there who need to get through the day. The reviews have been incredible. They have been really fantastic. It's a great product. I used it the other day up at Fox and got me through a really, really long day. It's called Dawn to Dusk. Products called Dawn to Dusk. It's available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Go check it out, Dawn to Dusk, and look for it on my email list. There'll be a click ad at the top. Hey, one last thing, folks. You know, I always talk to you about the um, this tax bracket. There's a really bad idea being floated on the tax plan. I may dig into this a little more tomorrow, mm-hmm. but there's a really horrendous idea being floated out there about a new bracket for the, you know, the quote, the rich. This is a terrible idea, folks. Terrible. I'll I'll dig into this a little more tomorrow, but here's just a teaser for you. There are only one in 150 people in America, this will be at the show notes today, it's a daily signal piece, who are subjected to the top rate, Joe. Only one in 150. You may say, okay, so what's the big deal? Why not just add a new top tax rate, hire one for rich people? Because, Joe, they earn 20% of the money. Where are you going with this? That would mean one in every $5 would be subjected to to a new higher tax rate, which is more money sucked out than it was. that rate was subjected to the bottom of the, the next two uh, categories below. Folks, one in five dollars would be subjected to a higher tax rate, meaning less money in the free market economy. As I've said over and over, it's not about rich people. It's about keeping money in the economy for investment. All right, folks, thanks for hanging in there today. It was a long show. I didn't get to everything, but there's tons of good stuff to talk about, which I'll roll into tomorrow. And I really appreciate you tuning in and all the positive feedback on the show. Thanks a lot. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.